Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Welcome, everybody, to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. I'm Kenneth Copeland. Let's have a word of prayer together. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for these broadcasts today. We pray for this radio and television audience all over the world, and we ask you to reveal yourself to us. We know, we know that you said when you were on the earth that any two of you, any two or three of you gather together in your name, there you are in the midst. Well, you're in our midst today and we receive you and we open our hearts and minds to you and we thank you for everything said and everything done and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Join me again today in welcoming Brother Keith Moore to this broadcast. <laughs> Thanks, Keith, sir. bless your heart. Oh, listen, don't, don't forget now, you can go right now to kcm.org slash notes and get the study notes for this broadcast. All the scriptures, uh, any, any, every point of, of of the message, praise God, and it's free, and you can use it to teach uh, from that outline, praise the Lord, and it's our blessing to you. And like I heard Keith say one time, no expense, no excuse, brother. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Amen. That's right. Glory <laughs> to God. Amen. Now, we've been talking about, we talked about all last week that Jesus said, my sheep know Yes. my voice. Yes. You notice he didn't say my sheep just hear my voice. Right. He said they know it. Right. They know my voice. Mm -hmm. So John chapter 10. Yes, sir. Amen. Praise Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. So many, um, so many Christians are not, the leading of the Lord is not real to them. It's vague. It's indistinct. And many, are, like we talked about last week, are continuing to look to external things. Uh, maybe this is God trying to tell me something, or maybe this is God. And in the Psalms we read, he said, uh, I, I'll watch over you. I'll guide you with my eye. And, uh, it's, and he said, don't be like a mule or like a horse. It's foolish for us to think that God could not communicate with us intelligently. And yeah, when you really think about it. Right. Why, why would he do something vague out here and for us to just have to wonder and try to guess at what he meant by that? Well, no. He made us. He's more intelligent than us. And he's mm. able to communicate directly to us like we do with each other, even on a higher level. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. And He's the one that gave us the ability to communicate in the first place. Certainly. And it, was, and it was to communicate with him. It wasn't just to communicate with one another. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, but I see that. For some reason, a, a big part of the body of Christ thinks that God has chosen to just keep everything mystical and obscure and general, and you're just kind of guessing, maybe this is God or people, people pray and, and, and say, we'll do this and, and see if it's God. If it works, well, it was God. If it don't work, well, it wasn't God. And so you have a big part of the, we have a big part of the body of Christ 
that is not clear at all about the communication of the Lord. Mm -hmm. But the beginning of it is just faith in the Word. When Jesus said in John 10, 3, when he said, uh, the porter opens and the sheep hear his voice, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Man, I like that. Hallelujah. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him for they know not the voice of strangers. He said it again down in verse 14. I'm the good shepherd and know my sheep and have known of mine. He's, he's saying, we know him. And in verse 27, he said it again, unless you didn't get it the first couple of times. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. I think we ought to say it again. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Everybody say it right now, but would you please? I am his sheep. I am his sheep. I know his voice. I know his voice. I hear his voice. I hear his voice. He leads me. He leads me. And I follow him. And I follow him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, that's good. Now, this, this is by faith. You don't go by feeling. It's by faith. Uh, your head will say, well, I don't know what to do. And that's when you tell your head, be quiet. Mm -hmm. I have an anointing of the Holy One. And if, you, and if you hadn't listened or you've made mistakes in the past, made the wrong turn several times, that's all the more reason to put your words on it and say, I am led of the Lord. He's ordering my steps. I know his voice. I hear his voice. I'll hear the right thing. I'll do the right thing. He's helping me. Before this is over with, we're going to get it. I, a great revelation uh, came to me some years ago about the Lord's love for me. And... Uh, uh, I, I was concerned because I saw some people get off in some areas. And mm -hmm. I read about some people in times, uh, you know, generations past, even great men and women of God who were used so mightily of God. And yet they got off. They got off doctrinally, died young, died wrong, missed out on some things maybe that they should have had. And in looking at it and thinking, I thought, well, these guys knew God. They, I mean, they saw some things I've never seen. How can I be sure I'm not going to get off? And um, the Lord ministered to me. He said, son, he said, son you, can, you can trust me. I'm faithful to lead you and oh, guide yeah. you. Yeah. He said, that, that, that's not the question. The question is, will you listen? He said, I, I, I said to them, I sent people to them to correct them. And they decided not to listen to it. He said, the question is, will you listen? Will you be teachable? Will you be correctable? Even in your later years of ministry, when I've blessed you, will you continue to be teachable? And then I, I, I saw a flash. I, I, I thought, I'm going to make it. <laughs> it, just, it just washed over me. I began to praise God. I thought, Keith is going to make it. What do you mean? I'm going to run my race. I'm going to finish my course. Hallelujah. I'm going to hit the finish Amen. line. Amen. <laughs> and it's not because I'm so smart. It's not because I know God better than everybody else uh, or have more faith. It's none of that. If I'm not getting it, he'll tell me again. And if I don't get it the fourth time, he'll tell me number five. Yes. And if I'm still not getting Absolutely. it, he'll crank up the volume. Absolutely. And if, and if, if I'm not getting it, he'll send people by me. Uh, 
I respect. Maybe he'll get you to help me out. And then he'll say, Keith, hey, Keith. And if I, if I fall down, he'll pick me up. If I fall down five times, 10 times, he'll pick me up. Hallelujah. And because of his great love for me, if I'll just listen, I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, that's all you got to do. Now, Keith, you have to make yourself available. You do. Um, one of the great enemies of the, mystery, uh, the, of the ministry is to get so busy mm -hmm. working for God, right. you don't have any time for God. Yep. And, and I'm, I made that mistake early on. And, and the way it, uh, of, co of course, you don't realize you're doing it at the time. Mm. If you did, you'd quit it. Right. You know, and, and I've noticed that with, with other ministers. You get to going and going and you don't right. stop and you don't rest mm -hmm. and you get dull. And I, um, I, I had the Lord really, really just set me down. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, I created you to rest 52 days a year. Mm -hmm. Now that's minimum. Right. That's every Sabbath. Right. He said, you don't rest 52 days in five years. Mm -hmm. Well, you get tired. Right. And you, you come home from a meeting, you've, you've preached just meeting after meeting after meeting, right. laid hands on hundreds and mm -hmm. even maybe thousands of yeah. people. And, and you've gone week after week, month after month, mm -hmm. and, you, and, you, and, and you come home and, and you just fall out. You're so exhausted trying mm -hmm. to, just trying to get energy enough to live. The last thing you want to do is go in your study and get your Bible out and start digging in here. Mm -hmm. Your flesh wants to quit. It uh -huh. doesn't want to do anything right. else. Right. That's the time you need the Word. That's not the time to, to not spend any time mm -hmm. with God. Mm -hmm. And if you go back and check it out, he's not the one that worked you to exhaustion. No, exactly you right. You did it yourself. Exactly right. You don't take time to rest. Mm -hmm. And, and you, you, get, you don't just jump out there and get big wrong in one day. Mm -hmm. It comes little by little by little. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to get off very much. Right. If you don't correct that over a period of time, it, it gets more and more and more. Yes, sir. But you, and, and I've done, I've done similar things, but like Business Jesus, people do that. Certainly they do. Businessman does that. And he doesn't, he, he, he doesn't see the, the requirement to spend time in the Word. He expects right. you as pastor to. Right. But he doesn't, if, if he's just the, the, the average Christian businessman, mm -hmm. he doesn't see the, the need for doing that. Yeah. He expects you to do it. Right. But then he spends his time, uh, he spends his time, you know, on a Wall Street website right. or right. studying his business or right. something. And it's just as important for him to be in the Word every day Absolutely. as it is you or me. Yeah. And even more so in certain areas because mm -hmm. he's involved with the natural yeah, world the all world. the time. Yes, sir. He needs it even more. Right, right. The thing is, you're talking about getting off, and that's exactly how it happens, by little and by little and by little. But you can't get off because of the faithfulness of God. 
You can't get off without ignoring or overriding something the Lord tells you yeah, to do. That's right. And that's what I did. I've done it. Yeah. Uh, most all of us have done it. And, but that's the problem. I, there's been times that uh, I've been busy doing something and I'd get on something. I knew something's coming up and I, I start to work on it. I'm tired, but I think, well, I got to do this. Yeah. And the Lord said to me, go to bed. <laughs> and you're thinking, yeah, but I got this. And yeah, but I got that. And, and it's so easy to ignore that. And, and override it. Well, I, I, you know, I will in a minute. I, yeah. and, and, and a minute turns into 2.30 in the right. morning. Right. And you should you shouldn't be up that right. kind of night. And then you're laying there in the bed right. big-eyed for another two exactly. hours. Exactly. Or somebody wants you to go do something with them. And the Lord checks you, don't, don't do it. Yeah, but they'll be upset. And they wanted me to this. And they wanted me to that. And, and if somebody wants you, to, wants you to do a meeting with them. They want yeah. you to come speak for them or something. And... and um, a lot, it's, 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 it's not good. A lot of our uh, fellow ministers don't understand these things like they need to. I've had pastors get upset with me. Well, I, well uh, I thought we were friends. I mean, why won't you come minister for me? Well, if the leadings of the Lord were real to us enough, and it was real enough to us that Jesus is the head of the church and we're taking our instructions from Him, that wouldn't be the issue that it is. It's... Uh, I don't need, uh, the Lord gave me this and it's helping me. I don't need a reason not to do something. I need direction to do it. That is so important. <laughs> and and if, if I'll do that, it will eliminate all the stuff I would add to my schedule or life or let other people add to me. Uh, it's not because you asked me to or it's not because we're friends. Do we have a leading? Did you notice that Jesus said, let your yes be yes, yes, and your no be no. Right. He didn't say when you say no, you have to give the excuse <laughs> why you said no. No, right. That's right. And usually it's a lie. Yeah. Because you, you said, no, to... I'm not coming. Uh, and then you start that thing like that Jesus talked about, you, I've, I've, I've bought a cow, and, <laughs> you know, or some dumb something. That was your, your reason for not coming right. because you had to have some, you couldn't right. just tell a guy, no, I'm not coming. Yeah. But you're going to have to learn to do that. Yeah, exactly. And everybody needs to grow up and, uh, and, and think right. I mean, if the Lord, let's say somebody wants you to come to a meeting and, and you like them, you like their work. But if the Lord didn't deal with you to do it, and didn't deal with them, you're not, it's not a God-ordained thing. Uh, I mean, you're not going to have the grace. You're not going to have the anointing. You're not going to have the presence that you're supposed to have of something that he put together. Yeah. Now, he'll meet people in spite of our mistakes, and if somebody believes him, something good's going to happen. But um, what happens is we're, we're worn from the things we shouldn't have done by the time it gets to the thing we should do. And it's a tactic of the enemy. I saw, uh, when I first started in the ministry, I thought, just a, just a basic thing I got from our culture, well, I'm a servant of the people. And mm -hmm. basically anything that somebody wants me to do, I'm supposed to do. If they call on me to do this and do that, I'm supposed to do it. So um, people would call on me, go visit so-and-so. So uh, I show up at the room, and this one guy one time, he says, well, who are you? And I said, well, they asked me to come see. He said, I don't believe in all that. 
and spoke harsh to me and and I walked away. Well, this is two hours of my day, and, and I thought, now this ain't right. I mean, uh, and I, he, he reminded me, he said, I said, let them call That's for the elders mean. of the church. If they don't have enough of faith to call, that's an issue or to ask. And so I began to see things like that in my life. I, I was working at the school there, Brother Hagen's, and I was counseling with a felon. Spent two hours with him, and all he did was talk, 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 and didn't act like he's interested in what I had to say. And, and then I looked at my, my watch, and I'm, I got supposed to be at a service over there where I'm speaking here in about uh, 20 minutes. And I thought, well, I, have, uh, I feel worn, and my head's full of all this. And I began to realize I'm not supposed to do everything that people ask me to do. You know, Jesus didn't. Uh, he was led by the Spirit. Even in where there were circumstances that were pressing in his friends, like that time they called for him to come for Lazarus. Well, he didn't go for those three days. I mean, he was led. When he went, if he did, when he didn't, uh, we need a revelation of this uh, because you can be led by your friends, by your family, by your needs. At a family situation, I know you've, you you've, and Miss Gloria have done this, I was off in a meeting and, and something real critical came up with our family. And uh, man, my first impulse is leave, go get on a plane, get to them. And the Lord checked me as I was, he said, hold on, hold on, ask me. So I said, all right, Lord. He said, here's what you do. You take care of my family here and I'll take care of your family there. Oh man, that's big. <laughs> And because you, you got your soul, you know, and you got your flesh. And a lot of times family don't understand that. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened is I, I went to the meeting. I ministered where I was supposed to be and I ministered to God's family there. God brought somebody into that situation that just did a head and shoulders job above what I'd have been able to do as part of the family there. It was just outstanding. He did exactly what he said. Yeah. He took care of my family there. Amen. But all of this comes back to being led every hour of every day in every situation, just checking. And when these impressions come and these promptings come, even though they might not seem like a big deal, like you said, they're implied, they're cumulative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They uh, he dealt with you, don't do that, but you did it anyway. It didn't seem like a big deal. Do this, but you didn't do it. You put it off. Uh, don't do that. And over a while, uh, that accumulates to where it gets too common for, for us to ignore. We, we have to assess whether it's big enough or important enough. If it's not a big deal, then we feel free to you know, compromise. Keith, uh, think about if you're you have an instructor. Uh, when I first, when this uh, illustration first formed up in my thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing myself as a mechanic. And I have a master mechanic instructing me. Mm -hmm. Now I'm working on a, I'm, I'm working on an airplane here. This thing don't need to be done wrong. Mm -hmm. This, this critical piece of mm -hmm. equipment 
And he's saying, okay, do this. And I did that. He said, all right, now put that over there. Oh, say, I did this over here. And then I saw he said, no, 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 don't mm -hmm. do that yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, right there all the time. Right. And, and, and so I said, well, what about doing this? Okay, we'll get to that. But, but see, mm -hmm. I'm inquiring of him. Right. He's instructing right. me. Yep. Now, if, how, how, how big a mess could I get in mm -hmm. if I don't pay any attention to what he's saying? That's right. And I don't ask before I do something. Mm -hmm. Because he's not only the master of this thing, he made this thing. Mm -hmm. And he has a plan. Mm -hmm. I think this is where most, most people, even people that know this, mm -hmm. we still lose sight of the fact that he has a plan. Yes. I'm thinking about the scripture that says, he has placed every member mm. in the body of Christ yes. where it pleases, pleases him. him. That's right. Now the scripture said, it pleases him to prosper mm -hmm. in the old covenant, his servants, and in the new covenant, his family. Right. That's the reason he's designed a perfect place for you and for me and yes. for you. Yes. He's designed perfect joinings, perfect combinations of people mm -hmm. and perfect combinations of anointing right. and they work right. and they're, they're intensively marvelous. I mean, yes, it is a plan beyond all plans, but if you never inquire, mm -hmm. but yet he said, pray that, that thy will be done right. on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, sir. So our inquiry needs to be there. We need to be walking in that all time. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right. That is a divine plan. Yes, sir. And oh, does it work. Hallelujah. You remember when Paul was in that mess in that hurricane? Mm -hmm. and, and man, I mean, it, it, he said there was no, no hope for us. Right. I mean, it looked like right. to him they weren't going to get out. Right. Of but that angel came along and said, don't you remember the plan? Mm-hmm. No, man, you're going to Rome. Don't you, don't you remember the plan? You have to get there. Get back on that plan. Right. Jesus told you, I told you, right. and I'm telling you again, that angel said, get back on the plan. You're mm -hmm. going to Rome. Right. And the plan was bigger than the storm. Yes, sir. And we're out of time. <laughs> and we'll be back in just a moment. We hope you enjoyed this teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org slash notes.